Hello and welcome to another episode of Teaching Restored, where we are your weekly teacher council meeting, where we just get to talk about how to be awesome teachers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm Kevin Jones. I'm Julie Hilliard. And really, we're trying to figure out how to be better and better and better all the time. And Julie, so in preparation for this, Julie and I were talking and we we're talking about how she has some other topics that she wanted to talk about because of things that she experiences she has had that has helped her be a better teacher as well. Right. So right. I'm, I'm excited to hear those. That's not what we're gonna, what we're going to talk about today, but there's so many different things that we can learn from this. And even we are learning, are we, Julie? Oh, so actually, just let me tell yes. just as a little like dangle the carrot. Um, most of the things that I'm learning are based on mistakes that I have made and things that I've done wrong. Like this is a really humbling experience for me. I, I'm sure you feel the same way to yes. try and kind of break it down a little bit and really study these skills because I feel like I'm re-entering like this conscious incompetence phase in terms of my teaching. And I know even though it's painful, it'll help us all to get better, but I hope everybody else feels a little bit of the rub as well, because it means that we're actually hitting on some things that we can improve upon. Right. So not a bad thing. Great. Right. And actually, now that you say that, I, I forgot about this, but I'll mention it here. Um, so we usually record these and have them weeks in advance. So we have extras, right? We're recording this and we're posting it the next week. Right away. It's going to yes. be right away. Um, so I can say this, that last, I'll say as of now, when people are listening and watching as of now, last week, I did a recording with Kurt Frankham on leading saints and that posted last week on leading saints. And I learned a lot from that because I walked away going, Oh no, did I mess that all up? What have I done? And I don't want to listen to it. My wife's listened to it. She goes, oh, it's great. You know, oh, it was wonderful. But I'm like, no. And But she said, but <laughs> what you could have done better is da -da -da -da, and laid it out. And I was like, you're right. Oh. I didn't say that. And I should have said that, but I didn't because it was a completely different way of teaching. I mean, it was it's instead of you and I going back and forth and having a discussion or me yeah. getting up and leading a discussion, which which is one of the things I absolutely love. It was basically me talking. And when I do that for like I'm at a conference and I do a keynote or something like yeah. that, that that is very common to do. I wasn't quite expecting that as much. And so I went in into it thinking more it's going to be more of a discussion. And it wasn't. It was me more teaching. And so I was kind of thrown off and I thought, oh, I mm, I, I I didn't say some things that I probably should have said. And now I look back and I'm like, oh, crumb. Oh, well. And I, but it's, I'm learning it as well. It's, it's good yeah. for me and you, Julie, to learn these things. As we talk about these, we look back and go, I could have done that better. I'm, you know what? I'm going to make a podcast episode about how I messed up. How about hey, that? <laughs> what a great therapeutic outlet wow. this is becoming for both of us. It's amazing. <laughs> Except I do have to say that what you're describing, I've had that feeling so many times where I've done something and then I've just been like, and you use the word crumb, which sounds like a very old man phrase, but I'm just gonna make fun of you for it. Thank oh, you. Oh, crumb, <laughs> where I've, you know, inserted other more up-to-date words, but that's okay, and been really frustrated and discouraged. So I'm actually super impressed that while it is raw, we're gonna talk about it a little bit. And 
I that's kind of the point that I want to make is that I'm learning one of the lessons for me in this is that the real learning comes when we don't do it perfectly. And so we really do have to embrace those experiences and be excited about them and grateful for them. Yes. Agreed. And I've also learned. So high five on not doing great. Yeah. Except yeah. I haven't heard it yet. There you go. I'm super excited to hear it now. Well, you know what I'm I just learned? You know what I just learned? I just learned that I need what? to come up with better expletives. So. <laughs> with our limited expletive vocabulary i know you gotta i, I gotta get today. my best friend growing up would always say cotton pick so that's what i'm trying to get back no no oh, no no no. Cotton pick. i have a friend who always says what the beef oh there you and go i'm like hmm it's weird but i make fun of <laughs> her is. and then i sometimes say it because i hang out with her all the time so anyway yes kevin work on go. that consult your teenagers if you need some better ones i shall i shall i There's shall learn one. from them Good. All right. So what I want to talk about today and the reason we're posting this immediately after is because of something that happened recently. And to tell you the truth, Julia, I don't know what this was. I don't know exactly how this happened or what, but the General Sunday School Presidency got together with I don't know if it was a kind of a bigger group of maybe media people or or got together with groups because we've seen so far we've seen two different groups say that they got together with the Sunday school presidency yeah. and had a similar talk. So I don't I don't know if it's the same thing. I'm assuming it's the same thing, but it might be different at the same time and coincidental. I don't know. Well, so part of I do know that they they must have gotten together for some kind of a purpose. Like we're not privy, right? But they were also interviewed by like LDS Living that posted about it, and so that yes. was in an interview with them, right? Yeah, and then I did an interview, um, you know, another interview that we were talking about. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. But what I want to cover and talk about is LDS Living. If people aren't following them, they're a great uh, channel to channel whatever to follow as well. Um, they sat down with this General Sunday School presidency, and they on Instagram they said, "This is what we got out of it." This is what we heard. And, sh and and so I want to go over that and talk about what it is that the general Sunday school presidency would like us teachers to learn about. So here we go. I'm just going to kind of go through this bit by bit and let's stop and comment and talk about each of these because these are okay. really interesting. <clears throat> it says okay. President Mark L. Pace said the Sunday school general presidency has a very, quote, very simple calling. President Russell M. Nelson has asked the presidency to work on two things. Number one, getting the scriptures deeper into the hearts and souls of the saints. And number two, improve gospel teaching. Now, those two can obviously go together, but they're also very different at the same time. So, yeah, I, I would say simple isn't the word that I would use to describe <laughs> either one of those things, but okay. that's all you got to do. You know, move a mountain. That's Come okay. on, okay. move a mountain. That's three words. Let's, yeah, let's, <laughs> yeah, pretty simple there to me. Yep. <laughs> right. So, let's talk about this first one getting the scriptures deeper into the hearts and souls of the saints. What what comes to mind? What, what what are your first thoughts there? So, you know what? Actually, I'll tell you what's first coming to my mind, but this may be something that you want to dive into just a little bit later. 
Um, one of the things that our stake president has said that's kind of like made me cringe a little bit. I love them. I love him. I'm going to say cringe at the beginning and then you're going to see that I actually totally support this. But um, he's talked about the fact that he's, he's observed his story is that people are replacing actual scripture study with podcasts and things like that because there are so many resources. And so he's like, stop listening to podcasts. And I'm kind of like, I love podcasts. And I love the fact that I'm able to learn so much from them. And I can also see how it could become a crutch because I can listen to podcasts whilst multitasking, which I am a big fan of. And so I had to kind of step back and say, am I ever allowing that to actually replace my scripture study? And if I am, what's the difference between those podcasts and actually sitting in front of the scriptures? And so when it's talking about the first thing that came to mind is, you know, getting the scriptures deeper into the hearts and souls of saints. I actually don't think that you can do that through a podcast. I think that you can understand the scriptures better, maybe understand, you know, a little bit more about this translation and what this means or deepen your understanding of the context or the history, and even have some insights that lead to spiritual experiences for you. But we have to actually be reading the words on the page, which is where the power comes from, or, you know, on our phone or whatever, but just from the scriptures themselves in order for us to have the deepest, most meaningful spiritual experiences. If we miss actually reading the words in favor of someone else's insights, we are missing out on our own insights through the spirit. So that was the first thing that popped into my head. So mine too, actually. It, it is oh. interesting because I had a, I have had a, a conversation with Kelly, my wife, um, very recently about this. Uh, and And as we talked about this, about the difference between these extra things that we can do and actually getting into the scriptures. She was like, no, I mean, I like, like you, she said, I, I want these things. I love these things. I need these things. I, I learned so much from them. And I, and I think what we came to in the end was that they are, they are great add-ons. Yeah. But if we, yeah, if we don't have the actual scriptures study time there too, then the add-ons are won't get us where we want to go. We have yeah, to have so, the actual diving into the scriptures themselves. So here's something that is actually just popping into my head and I'm kind of feeling a little bit of uh, maybe um, guilt over this. Uh -oh. And guilt can be motivating, so it's not the worst thing in the world. But I kept excusing myself saying, but I always make sure I do the reading. And I'm in my mind, as you're saying this, I'm contrasting what my scripture study was like a few years ago. When Come Follow Me first started, all of these podcasts did not exist. Correct. And just before Come Follow Me started, um, I remember having kind of this prompting that I really needed to start to do in more intense scripture study that I was not giving it what it needed. And I started just personally um, made a goal to, you know, wake up early and carve out time to really spend in the scriptures. And I literally had nothing at that point except my scriptures and then the resource manuals that, you know, we had access to for teaching seminary or institute or Sunday school or whatever. That was literally what I had to go off of. And I remember 
what I would do. I would take and read all of the cross references for things that I was interested in. And I would go down rabbit holes that were based on something that I actually read in the scriptures and it was using the standard works. And so I would use things like, you know, the Bible dictionary more and guide to the scriptures because we had that on LDS.org and some of those resources, but it was never somebody else's insights that were guiding it, if that makes sense. Yes. And I had what some was really powerful- what, there, that it wasn't somebody else's insights. Whose that insights were guiding, were guiding it then? Mine and the spirit through the spirit. <laughs> that's like it, it was that's really it. Directly from, yes. I mean, I, I can't even tell you. So I described it to my husband at one point as I felt like things just would pop into my brain and be so clear. And I couldn't, and that's one of the things that I've learned over time is that that's the way that the spirit speaks to me, that all of a sudden something that I didn't really understand before just becomes really clear and beautiful. And, and that has been what I have experienced when I've been doing that in the scriptures for myself. And I do less of it because what I'm doing now is reading the scriptures and then saying, okay, now what did I hear on X podcast or Y sure. podcast or so that's actually, I need to, mm, mm. shame, shame. <laughs> oh, teaching. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. Oh, that's good though. Moments. See, this right. is, this is a, this is a real life raw time of going, huh, maybe I ought to, and that's good. We need those times. Right. And if we like hadn't had this discussion, in your mind. say that again, oh, crumb. I said, oh, we're crumb. saying, oh, crumb. I should. Yes, exactly. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I, and, and when Kelly and I talked about this, we said, okay, it's the scriptures that do it. Then I read, and I don't remember where it was. Maybe it was in here. Maybe it was somewhere else. I don't remember about how the importance of when you read the scriptures, having an experience with the spirit, mm -hmm. when we listen to podcasts like this, although we're not teaching about the scriptures themselves. So I don't see how this could be a replacement for scripture study at all. But when we listen to podcasts or watch videos about the scriptures themselves, again, that's good. But, and will we be inspired by some things? Might we feel the spirit? Yeah, but it's nothing like diving into the scripture, sitting down, reading the scriptures. And before podcasts, there was the audio, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And some people would say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to show my bias here. I, I, I'm, I'm just going to say this. Some people yeah. would say, well, listening to, I, I listen to the scriptures every day. I think that's good. I mm -hmm. don't think it's enough that this is me personally saying this. I don't okay. think it's enough. I think okay. where, where we really dive into the scriptures and have an experience with the spirit, we have to sit down. We have to open up our scriptures, mm -hmm. physical or on your phone, whatever. I don't care. Some people are more used to one or the other. That's fine. And like you said, oh, that's an interesting concept. I need to cross-reference that with this and this and this and this, and then maybe write it down and let the spirit. I, Elder Scott years ago gave it, awesome talk on this about how he wrote something down that he learned. And then he said, is there anything more you want me to hear learn? Oh, yes. Yeah. There you go. Is there anything more? Yes, there is. And he kept going and the spirit just taught him, taught him, taught him because that's really what we're trying to do. We're not trying to read the scriptures. We are not yeah. trying to check it off and say, yes, I read my 
my chapter of the scriptures. We are trying to actually have an experience with the Spirit and have the Spirit teach us. That is the goal so that we can come closer to Christ, right? Mm-hmm. And So let me go. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Finish with and, your and thought. If and if we're not getting that. to that level, at least, I mean, because I'll read scriptures and I don't get to that level every time I read the scriptures. But if we're not having experiences like that, then we're missing out. Agreed. So I do want to make sure that no one um, has a mental moment where they dismiss what is being said because they disagree with your comment about the audio version of the scripture. Yes, correct. And so there have been phases in my life when I was a new mom, for example, and I remember I all of my time was spent nursing one of the one baby and then having this other and I couldn't nurse a child and hold my scriptures. And the only time that I could read my scriptures is while I was nursing because literally my whole life was nursing. And so I remember listening to it and just saying, I got it. This is all I got. And Mm -hmm. that was enough at that point in my life. And I remember like actually being it's you're going to laugh. I mean, even to the point where I would just listen to the scriptures while I would go on runs and people are like, you probably run so slow because the scriptures would make me run slower. And it was so funny because they're like, I would get bored. I couldn't do it. I need a little driving beat. And I'm like, my mind gets wrapped up in it. And so never don't listen to the audio version because it's not good enough. And then you do nothing. Right. Instead, I agree with what you're saying that I, but I'm also a visual learner and I need to, if I hear something on an audio book, I need to go back and get the physical book in front of me so that I can make sure I understand it and write my thoughts down. Sure. Other people are auditory learners. And so for them, maybe they read it and then they're like, nope, I got to go back and listen to it so that I can hear and get my insights. So That's don't great. dismiss it just because yep. your <clears throat> style of learning doesn't match Kevin's and mine. That's the only yep. point that I want to make. Yep. The, the, again, the purpose is to have experiences with the spirit through yes. the scriptures that that is really what matters in the in the perfect. end right it that is it now how how someone comes to that i the way i do my scriptures is very different than the way my wife does and yeah. like you said there have been times in my life where the only scriptures i can get in is not optimal of what i would like but it's what i got in and that's all i could yep. do and and great i'm glad something is happening and we can't always be at the you know run at the maximum amount every time while studying the gospel that isn't possible but maybe a little check have i had some good powerful experiences with the spirit while studying the gospel if not maybe i need to change something maybe it's maybe it's not do more maybe it's just change something is all it is yeah I don't know. Yeah. I, so it's so interesting because when that insight came to me about my own scripture study now versus, you know, a few years ago before come follow me, when that actually came into my brain, you want to know the next thing that came into my brain? <laughs> it was, oh, dang it. Not this week because we're studying the Isaiah chapters. <laughs> and I'm like, oh man, I don't know if I can go find my own insights. I need help with Isaiah. So I'm going to postpone my spiritual prompting a week. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, gonna, I'm really going to follow. But that is like, why does it have to happen the week that I'm studying the Isaiah chapter? Right. <laughs> great, Sorry. great. Totally get it, though, because Isaiah is yeah. more difficult to do overall. I know. I know. Way more difficult. But I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Good. Now, let, okay, let me ask. Your situation is a little different. 
your life is different than my life. You also teach a class that you're preparing for about the scriptures. How do you study right the now, scriptures no. for you? Okay, so I have some routines and it varies from week to week, but part of what I do is I spend a few days absorbing. I call it kind of my absorption phase where I'm going through and I'm just trying to read and I always have to sit down and read it. But sometimes the sequence is that I listen to something else because I'm in the car a lot. And then I go and I sit down and read it, but I'm just trying to get the stories in my mind. I'm trying to be thinking about what it is that we're discussing. So for example, I, on my run this morning, I finished follow him podcast, which I feel like the guests that they invite onto that podcast have really spoken to me because I love the scholarship. I love though that all of them speak from a place of heart and not just intellect. And so that's spoken to me personally. And then when I go sit down and actually read the chapters, which happens, you know, throughout the week or whatever, I feel like I have a little bit of a better idea what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And then I start to kind of dive into what is this, what is it? I start getting prayerful about what is it that I am supposed to be focusing on. And so as I'm reading, certain things will stand out to me and I'll start to note those things. And then those are the things that I go back and say, okay, here's what I want to focus on in my teaching. And even when I'm not teaching a class, a little bit of what I give myself permission to do is rabbit hole it because I feel like, and that's a verb. I feel like when something stands out to me and I have this thought about it or this question about it, I feel like that's a way that the spirit also communicates with me because I have to kind of work through it before I can get to those moments of clarity and insight that come as you've been digging. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I have to figure out what is it that I'm supposed to dig into. And that's kind of my process for it. So it includes reading. It includes writing. It includes kind of outlining. I actually physically will sit down and write things down and kind of chase an outline as I'm doing it as well. And that helps me to organize my thoughts. It helps me to kind of look back and go and delete, not as relevant for this week in what I'm teaching. And does that, does that make sense? So I really feel like yeah. I kind of do like this pruning and this weeding as I go through the week, but it's, it's a lot of kind of absorbing at the same time. It's, okay. I don't know if that gets at all at what you. Right. Yeah, it absolutely does. But let me ask this question because you're really studying your scriptures for two groups. One yeah. is the class that you taught and the other is you. Well, three groups. One is the class that I teach for the stake. One is the seniors. Oh, that's right. I'm really that's right. I have to teach differently. Actually, one is my family and then one is me. So I'm studying them for kind of several different purposes. Yes. Right. So what were you going to say? Sorry. So if you have all the, for example, these two classes, the Sunday school and then the weekly uh, adult class that you're teaching as well, yeah. how do you carve out time for study for you on what really speaks to you rather than, oh, I've got to move on because this is what the class needs? Or Do you want to know something, Kevin? I don't know if this is the answer you're looking for at all. But I pour so much of my heart and soul into this. So what speaks to me personally is what I usually bring to the class. Okay, good. Uh, that's, I love that. Okay. Yeah. Good. I don't know if that, that may it not does. have all at all been what you were looking for. There are certain times, though, where I will have something like speak to me and I'm like, yeah, that one, you know, it's too personal or, you know, I, so I'm not saying that that's the case all the time, but I really do 
study the scriptures for all like myself honestly that sounds crazy and then i bring myself to that so because i figure that other people might resonate with the same thing but i don't want them to resonate with something that like doesn't resonate with me or excuse me i don't want to bring something that doesn't resonate with me and because it the heart won't be there right yep that makes so, sense i don't know i like that i don't know thank you i i was as i was just wondering that while you're giving that explanation good thank you what about you though like what about you when you do you find that you have to silo it more than that when you're preparing for so i'm not i'm not teaching a, a regular class right now yeah. so it's not as is not as much difficult but you know getting ready for this for example doing some study for this for these episodes as well um a lot of it is my own personal scripture study but then i'll break off sometimes specifically for this but if now that you mentioned that it it kind of is what i'm already thinking it's part of part of what i'm yeah. doing that i bring into this at the same time so yeah that's a good point i hadn't thought okay. of it quite like that cool i like that now the second point that president pace says so the first one, getting the scriptures deeper into the hearts and souls of the saints. Second, improving gospel teaching. Now, one of the reasons you and I just dove into scriptures and the importance of scriptures and, and having our own experience is because when we do number one, getting the scriptures deeper into our hearts, it does number two uh, almost automatically. It improves gospel teaching the the more we can do that the better teachers we're going to be you know what though so here's something that i another confession i hate confessions <laughs> all of a sudden i'm like a confessor Great. okay so you can do number two without doing number one i Correct. i mean you can focus yes. on doing number two mm -hmm. without doing number one and i found myself guilty of that when i first um, started teaching. And actually it's taken me a few years to really be able to kind of flush this out. But the confession is that I was so wrapped up in what I was teaching that I was forgetting to really figure out how it applied to my life and that I was supposed to be becoming different as a result of right. what I was learning. And I was so focused on helping everyone else to have these insights and so focused on have, helping everybody else to figure out what you're gonna change and set goals and here are the invitations and like all of these different things that I was literally forgetting to do it for myself. And as dumb as that sounds, I, I mean, I kind of had to confess that to my class and say, I feel like I've been giving a lot of head mm. and not a lot of heart to the instruction and, you know, kind of, it was more intellectual for me than it was, you know, testimony building for me. Yeah. And so I had an experience in my life where I was going through a really, really difficult phase. One of the hardest phases I think I can say that I've ever gone through. And that was right at the beginning of New Testament. So it was at the beginning, January of last year. And as I was launching into the study, I'm like, Jesus has to be real. He can't just be an idea to me. He can't just be a story. He can't be a you know, historical figure from the past. He can't be someone that I'm reading about. He has to be mine. And I was so desperate for that, that it literally kind of, that's when the light switch went off that I have not been doing a good job of um, finding what I needed out of the scriptures because I was so focused on what they needed. So anyway, 
it it shifted some things for me pretty profoundly. I think a lot of gospel teachers can get in get stuck in that though. I think that's a very yeah. I mean, I know I have before as well. And right. Right. That's really something that we need to be careful of because so when we look at these two points, one and two, we can improve yeah. gospel teaching, which is number two, but it may not get into our hearts. But anytime we get into our hearts, it'll automatically improve, improve gospel, the gospel teaching, right? Totally. That's so we just switch it around it. and it actually works. Yeah. yeah. Totally. I agree right. with you 100% because then you're bringing real. And we want this to be real. Like these need to be real discussions about real issues. These are not saying the right phrases so that you look good to everybody in the room and making sure that you know the phrases from the scripture so that you can quote them and you can look smart. It, and if it goes there, like give it the kibosh, like shut it down. You've got to figure out as a teacher how to make it real. I mean, I have a 17 year old son who says to me, when people get up and bear their testimonies and use the same phrases, he's like, I get frustrated. And I'm like, well, that's your issue a little bit. So don't be judgy. So don't worry. We did have that conversation about not being judgmental. However, I, to a certain extent, I think that there is a crutch that comes from having those phrases that we can fall back on. Yes. And yes. so if people are falling back on those phrases, <clears throat> I'll sometimes even challenge them to make it yours. Say it in your words, say it in different words. Help me figure out how to express that in a way that like you would say to your friend. Yes. And honestly, the, the way that I have found to move past phrases and move past things that we all might say as members of the church that which are more of a cultural thing is to dive in and study the scriptures. And when I do that, I realize when I've been saying this, what I actually mean is this and i can say yeah, yeah, yeah. my own words now and and from my heart rather than just saying the others and so i've found that studying the scriptures really diving in helps me to go past the phrases helps me to go past and understand why am i saying this why do i believe this to a point where, where that is solid and i think yeah. when we dive into the scriptures to a great degree our testimonies do become more solid it's not, it's, mm -hmm. I mean, we can ride on the phrases, which in fact are really phrases that have been around for a while. And that's kind of like, and, and I'm doing this analogy off the top of my head. So I don't know how correct this will actually be. Don't poke holes in it. Okay. I got you. Right. Right. Well, you can actually, actually you can, let's make it better or just ixnay it all overall. But if you think about the parable of the virgins and the lamp or the, the, the lamps, right? The yeah. 10, right? The 10 virgins. 10 yep, virgins with, with lamps, the lamps, the yes. With a little bit of oil, right? Mm -hmm. um, th there are those who are trying to ride on other people's oil. And at sometimes we need to do that. We need to ride on other people's strengths. We need to ride on other people's words. We need to ride on others' phrases so that we can try to put some things around it and, and start to develop our base. But then like we need to oil. develop our own oil. And when we dive into the scriptures, we're developing our own oil in the different ways that we can say these things and we can finally understand, why do I believe this? Yeah, yeah. Right? You know what? I think that as a teacher, we probably need, that's probably <clears throat> one of the challenges that we need to kind of give ourselves or a goal that we need to have for ourselves is being able to 
tell the stories in our own words, yeah. being able to share the insights in our own words, like quoting scripture is wonderful. Using phrases that are familiar, I, I can see why we do it. And I think that a skill set for us is figuring out how to articulate those thoughts in different words. I'm not talking about replacing doctrine with your own interpretation. I'm talking about taking and sharing your testimony because you've given it enough thought to actually put words to it, which tangent, that's really one of the reasons I think we are asked to share our testimonies is because it literally is taking, you know, our answers to introspective questions that we've asked ourselves, right. And bringing them on the outside, which means that we've thought about them enough to give them words. Yes. Which is big, right. I love that. Yes. Very, very good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's go. Let's keep going and reading this. Yeah. Um, President Pace continued. If the members of my class walked out being motivated and encouraged to study the scriptures at home, that's the best thing I could possibly do as a teacher. Okay. So when the Sunday school president says something along the lines of, this is the best thing I can do as a teacher, hmm, maybe that's something that we need to study and think and focus on a little bit more. So let's talk about helping our class walk out being motivated and encouraged to study the scriptures at home on their own or as a family. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, actually, let me, let me continue to read. Okay. He said, uh, built on that afterwards, he says, what would you do differently than you've ever done before to encourage your class or family to study? Most teachers don't think that way. They just think about what they're going to teach. But to think what I can do more to inspire the learners in my class to be more diligent in their own personal study, that's a little bit of a paradigm shift for teachers. Mm -hmm. hmm. So maybe, maybe it's not so much what am I going to teach, but more along the lines of how am I going to help them be motivated to go and learn for themselves at home what are, more, what are we going to teach so that we can get them to that spot to where they don't walk out and they go, oh, that was nice, and then totally forget about the class, but they are motivated to go study deeper what we just learned. Yeah, yes, I love that. So can I, I'm not trying to like give myself a back pat on this oh. at all. Well, you put I yourself promise. down enough, so go ahead. Let's, <laughs> let's hear this side. We love it. So, many bad things. so this is actually part of my mindset for this class that I teach. Part of my mindset is, and how can I give you even more that you could study with your kids, with your family on your own? And so one of the things that I'll do as I'm going through is I actually put together notes for the people that come to my class. And mm. in that note thing, I put more than I would actually get through in class oftentimes. And we'll put even questions in there that they might, you know, think about or respond to. And then I'll say something, you know, during class, like, hey, this was an awesome part of, you know, this chapter or whatever. I would really encourage you to go and study it with your families. Here are some notes to help maybe guide that discussion. And so I really do try and think about it. The other thing that I think about is as people, as I'm going through, you know, you're trying to whet people's appetite. Like part of what you're trying to do is help make something interesting enough and thought provoking enough that the thought continues past class, right? Yes. We talked about this, how sometimes it almost feels like a failure if they leave in a place where they're still wrestling. And we're like, well, wait a minute, as we flushed it out, we're like, that's not really 
the definition of a failure because they're motivated to continue to study and wrestle about it. And so I think part of it is just making it interesting enough and finding enough interest in it yourself that you whet their appetite with, oh my gosh, there is still more to be discovered. I don't know. Do you, what do you yeah. Think? So that last bit that you just said, make it interesting enough, right? And at first I went, mm. but then what you said it's right after that was that it has to be interesting to you because you're right. How can we, pres I mean, okay. Uh, I'm backtracking and then I'm coming forward. Okay. I hope I can put this okay. all together correctly, but when we talk about the gospel of Jesus Christ, for example, if we're a missionary, and I've said this in a previous episode, I am not a fan of missionaries saying, let me tell you about the gospel. Let me tell you how it was restored. And are you talking making about the voice? You're not a fan of the voice that you just used because it was terrible. <laughs> or are you talking about you're not a fan of that phrase? Um, no, the, the kind of the voice, more the voice and the okay. attitude that comes with the voice, right? Let me, and it's okay. just that it, and like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, no, you. yeah. And it's more okay. along the lines of, no, this is the best thing ever that anyone could ever teach. Are you kidding me? When you teach the gospel, there's something, behind, not that you have to be law like this, because not everyone is that way. And I'm not always that way when I teach at all. But at the same time, if it's not interesting to me, what makes me think that the people that I teach, whether it's my family, an investigator, a Sunday school class, young men's, young women's seminary, elders quorum, if I'm not up in the elders quorum and I don't show that it interests me, <laughs> what are they... They're going to they're they're going to yeah. be bored even before I am. Right. And it's not that you have to show interest with enthusiasm necessarily, right. though. That might be how it like bubbles out of you or me. You guys, I get I nerd out so bad and people are probably like, oh, here she goes again. She's nerding out. But it has to be you have to get to the point where it's interesting to you. Yes. And you feel something and you're passionate about it because it will even just eke out of your pores, even if it's not like in the form of total, you know, ah, ah, party enthusiasm. Right, right, right. And not everyone's going to be party enthusiasm. And that's perfectly clear. No. Please don't do that. If that if that is not you, that is not you. Great. Whether that in interest comes in more subdued. Uh-huh. Or... Keep going. Keep talking. Okay. Even, whether it's more subdued or more of a um, intensity of, listen, this is how I feel about this. This is really what I love about this. And kind of with almost piercing eyes, that's that's another way to do it. If, if that's someone's personality, great. It just can't be. I remember walking into a Sunday school class once. And the teacher was completely laid back like this with his arms up like this, scriptures on his lap, just like this, and kind of letting the class just do whatever and just, mm -mm -mm. it was obvious that he was not into the scriptures, that he was not into the topic. He was just going to teach what was there. And that was it. Not that that position always indicates that, but that was, that was the feeling when I went into the room I was like, I don't know that you really even care about what you're teaching. We have to care. We have to okay. care about this. So okay, go for it. What I hear you saying is you can show it through body language, tone of voice, you can through enthusiasm, but you can also show it just as you're talking about it with kind of passion, so to speak. 
This is there. I wish I could find it right now. I can't find it. But in the book Bonds That Make Us Free, yes, there is this kind of cycle of collusion that they talk about. And it's talking about relationships. But there's this quote that says, you know, you can think something in your mind, but your face will give it away. Like the idea that, you know, you're thinking you're faking it well and you're like, okay, I'm going to do a good job. I'm going to try and be nicest person. I'm going to think good thoughts about them, la, la, la. But then if you're not convinced, your face gives it away. Your face will tell the truth. And I think that's totally true. Like people can sense if you're not buying into what you're saying. So you may think you're faking it well, but I don't think you can no, it's oh, hard. I don't think you can. Right. it's hard. It takes up because your face will give you away. Right. I wish I could find the quote because it's way better with the quote, but I can't find it. Well, it's true. I, and and yeah. we can see that. So my takeaway from this is from this part of the discussion here is next time if I'm not if I'm trying to create a lesson for a class and trying to do something to pull this class together, if I'm not into it, then I need to find something that I am into in that topic. I need to find something that I can dive into because that will be so much that will motivate them to get into it as well. Right. Right. Totally. Or so, okay. Okay. How about this? I can either teach, that I'm into something really small and maybe simple, but I love it. Or I can teach a lot of things that I really don't care about, which will help my class. Option, Option A. Okay, absolutely. It's gonna bore the heck out of them if I do option B. But if even if it's smaller or more simple or shorter, but I'm more into it, that motivates them to continue on and study the scriptures as President Pay said afterwards. They're not going to do state testing on this like they do in school. It's not like you have to get through all of the AP curriculum so that they pass the AP test. <laughs> like we don't have a certain amount that we're required to get through in our Sunday no. school classes or whatever. It literally is about growing in the gospel together. Yes. And being more inspired to then walk away and do something with it yourself. And that's so a, that's a really, really good point, because I've been listening to my my son who's taken some AP classes and and we had some snow days and he said, we've just, before finals, we just had to cram all this stuff in. Yeah. You're right. In the gospel, no. What we're trying to do is have experiences with the spirit. Totally. That is it. The, 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 the spirit will teach everything that we need to know. It really isn't us trying to get through this stuff. So go love it. Okay. So good. So good. Okay. So let's see here. Uh, uh, this, this next part, it says it's a beautifully simple focus for teachers. How can we help the people in our classes be excited to read the scripture on their own? Now I'm going to go back because the one before talked about just being, uh, motivated. Let's see, just being motivated. But this one says being excited. That's so Hmm. Don't you think here I'm showing it because there's our visual, right? Very good. That's a total paradigm shift. Oh, absolutely. For teachers. Yes. Like that's a huge paradigm shift. I'm in my mind kind of mentally going, what would I do differently? If my goal 
No, no, not in your mind. Let's say it out loud. Julie, what would you do differently to help if your focus was to help them be excited to read scriptures on their own? So I think, to be totally honest with you, I think that part of what I need to... Okay, so this is an interesting thought. Do you want to answer it first? Because I have a few thoughts that are mulling and I don't feel like I have them totally baked. Do okay. you have a thought? That, I do have the thought. Okay, um, you share your thought first because I'm baking mine. It's okay. at 350, oven's preheated. Turn it up to 425. Lick the batter of the brownie off of my... Because <laughs> I always lick the always. spoon. I'm a spoon always always yes mm -hmm. so go ahead and share your thought first because i do have a thought but i need to think about it a little bit more so this is the way i would do it i do not recommend everyone do it this way i do not think this is the definitive way to do it but this is what i love more than anything else what was that it's an idea right? uh, just an idea. Yes. an idea yeah. yeah i personally love to have the scriptures in front of me when i'm talking and go I, and it's not that I, okay, let's read verse four. What did you learn from that? Let's read verse five. What did you learn from that kind of thing? But diving in and showing how much the scriptures mean to me by having the scriptures right there with me, right? Having the book open and saying, okay, what about this? Oh, well, if you look over here and it says this, they seem to conflict. Why is that? And then showing and, and, and in a way, modeling for the people in a class how to study the scriptures once they because i don't think that a lot of people understand how to do it in a way that they will even without falling asleep right i, I read it and i fell asleep or i read it and i just don't get it or whatever but maybe if i can model for them how to get into the scriptures how to ask questions how to link things up and i do it we all do it right there and they learn from it then they go home and they can model that and then modify it to what will work, really work for them so giving them a model of it excellent okay so that was along the lines of the thought that i have now ding timer went off i've baked it okay so <laughs> that's along the same lines but i want to kind of share an example so one of the things that I think I took for granted is that other people were aware of the resources that I was also aware oh, of in sure. LDS.org and within the, the resources at the back of the scriptures. Mm -hmm. And I remember the other day going and kind of saying, let's go through this together. And I actually build that into my lesson plan sometimes. And I'll write myself a note and say, deeper dive. And then I'll say, okay, everybody, I want you to go to all the cross-references you can find, look words that you don't understand up in the Bible dictionary, or get on your phone. Here's how you access guide to the scriptures. And I went through and said, here's how you access guide to the scriptures. Let's do it together. And everyone took out their phone and they're like, wait, where do I go? Oh, hold on. I'm like, I thought I was going to tell you something you already knew. Oh, and sure. You're, they were like, oh, wait, hold on. How? And then I actually got notes from people afterwards. Can you remind me of the path that I take to get to guide to the scriptures? Wow. You yes. cannot take it for granted <clears throat> that everybody knows how to access the things that we've discovered ourselves. And so going through and doing that was part of what I did. And so I also will sometimes say, okay, you guys, I went down a rabbit hole and I totally nerded out. <clears throat> and I don't know why my throat's going crazy. 
and <clears throat> I'll take them down a rabbit hole and they will nerd out with me. And so I think that part of <laughs> That's great. what we do is we don't think, oh, I'm distracted from the exact content. I think with what we were talking about a little bit earlier, following what we are enthusiastic about, but bracing our thoughts is a really great way to help people figure out, wait, I can think differently about the scriptures. I've actually gone to someone before, I've done this a few times, where they'll share an insight with, you know, over the pulpit even. And I'm like, can you tell me how you arrived at that? And ask them to trace their thoughts for me so that I can learn from how they learn. And I, that's a ton of I like uh, my learning has come from other people and the ways that they've gone about it. And so I will even actually encourage that in my class. And I have one woman, she's amazing. She'll bring some resources with her. Um, like, you know, not just her, uh, her, whatever you call it, like her scriptures, but she'll also bring maybe a book that she's reading about that topic, like a, you know, a, David Ridges or a Thomas Valletta resource book. And she'll bring them to class and she'll say, hey, this talk, you know, from a general authority that's referenced in the Thomas Valletta Guide to the Scriptures says this, and she'll share those quotes live. And I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you. And so people are like, well, what book was that? You know, how, tell me where, how did you find that? And, and so I'll also link, um, I'm just going off now, sorry. Keep going. I'll add links to talks that I have referenced from General Conference or Ensign articles or whatever. I'll put links to those in my lesson notes. People really do appreciate notes. I would encourage, you know, people who are teaching in any capacity, if you have notes, that share notes. Like it doesn't have to be perfect, but mm. like if people <clears throat> access, they love it. And so the other thing that I will do is take and actually say, okay, you know, here is my scriptures. You can see they're a little notated. And so I'll sit as we're going through and reading a scripture and I'll say, oh, let me tell you what I wrote in my scriptures. And then other people have started doing that. Oh, I wrote this years ago as a note to myself. Let me read you what I wrote as a That's note great. to myself. So anyway, that was like a mind dump. So your mind dump is fabulous because again, it helps if we share those things with them, then they learn that. And though every, all the pieces of your mind dump that you just had right there are different ways that we can model how to yes. read the scriptures and how to study the scriptures. We can take one of those or several of what you just suggested. That was a wealth of mind dump. Thank you. I love Thank that. Can I say one more? I just thought of one more that yes. we've talked about a lot, and this will be, you're going to be like, high five myself when I tell you this one. But the other thing that I'll do is I'll say, think of all the questions you can think of about this verse, mm -hmm. or think of all the questions, and we'll brainstorm as a class. And so part of what I'll encourage people to do in their study is ask questions because, as we all know, because I've said it before, you can only ask a question on the outside edge of your circle of knowledge. And so the way that your circle of knowledge expands is by asking harder and harder questions. So the edge of your circle of knowledge, you know, gets bigger yes. and then you can ask a question there. And so I talk about, you know, even writing down the questions that you have, if you don't answer them, having those questions will help you to think harder and you may find answers as you're reading later. And so that's one more thing that I forgot to mention as well. 
That's great. It's encouraging people to do that out loud. That's really good. Yes. So that, that reminded me of a, of an experience I had when I was teaching mission prep, it was a mission prep class and what I was supposed to teach, there was a lot there. And I grabbed the scriptures and I said, let's read some of this. And we started getting into it and we started asking questions and we started diving into what this meant to everyone. We got through probably within 45 minutes, I think we got through four verses or something like that. We didn't even come close to hitting all of it. And I remember someone saying, just kind of under the breath, wow, I didn't know there was that much there. I, I heard someone say that. And I was like, bam, that was it. That's, that's what I want to hear. Yes, there is that much there. But we have yeah. to dive in and, and, and really understand the scriptures through the spirit. If we take a cursory glance, we're never going to get that deep. We're never going to be able to feast as much as we like. We're taking a, we're taking a, you know, a bit from this plate and a bit from that plate and a bit from that plate. That's great. But if we truly want to feast on the scriptures, we've got to get in and have an experience with the spirit. So that analogy failed with me because I'm a sampler and I would like a bit from every plate, but I think I still grasp what you're trying to say. Okay. So let me throw something out. My okay. um, son said to me once after we did that with like two verses for scripture study, we studied mm -hmm. my kids hate when I get excited because then it goes long. So I have to be very my, careful. My kids do that to me too. They're like, so oh, dumb. dad, what's your favorite scripture? This one. That's like your 50th favorite scripture, Dad. I know. Is it? Yeah, I, I, to I, said, I totally get it. Yes. Every, every chapter is your favorite. Every That's right. Your favorite. Stop it. Um, but he, we studied two verses and they got into it and it was like an hour. And Liam at the end of it was like, that's my favorite way. And so we need to remember that like when we do that, it's other people's favorite way to yes. learn as well. Here's the thing. I don't want anyone listening to this saying, but I don't have those insights. I don't have those epiphanies. I can't figure out how to take a deeper dive into the scriptures. Like what we are talking about right now is scaring the snot out of them mm -hmm. or the crumb out of them. So I might make one suggestion that if you feel that way, start by doing the questions thing. Ask yourself, as you're going through, is there a scripture that intrigues you? Go to that scripture, ask yourself as many questions as you possibly can about that scripture. Go to every cross-reference, every footnote that you possibly can about that scripture. Find a word that pokes out to you, even if it's just the word priesthood or just the word clothing or just the word whatever. Go look it up in Guide to the Scriptures, Bible Dictionary, go look at some of the cross-references or other places where that, that word is referenced. See if you can yourself go through an exercise like that just with those simple little tiny things and go anywhere with it. And if it doesn't lead you anywhere, don't give up. Try it again with another verse. And that then can literally become the framework for your lesson. You have not wasted time in prepping what you've done is you've started to kind of have an instructive experience with the spirit yourself that can then literally become your lesson. So just 
to encourage people who are like, but that isn't me. I don't have those insights. Neither do I until I do. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It doesn't come to, easily to me. It, yep. it works. It, work. it does. It, it, it works and it is work. You're right. One thing yeah. I want to add to that, if I may, is whatever you whatever you cross reference whatever you dive into like that write it down for me oh my god and i've i've heard talks and things about writing things down when you read the scriptures and it works It, it is amazing because i'll start writing it out and then all of a sudden this huge epiphany comes to me that is through the spirit, not necessarily through that one scripture. And I'll write it all out. And all of a sudden, going back to what we really started with at the beginning, I'll be able to articulate something I've never really been able to articulate before. And I'll write it down. I'll go, there's my voice. That is how I feel about it. Yes. That's how it speaks to me. That's what it said to me. I love that. Um, Speaking of writing it down, part of what I find happens as I'm going through and having those thoughts or whatever, if I can just trace my stream of consciousness, then I can flush it out later. But I tend to forget where I started. And so by writing it down, I can always circle back. So here's, I mean, I'm just going to be such a dork, but like my lesson notes on a regular week that I give to my class are like this, like they're pages and it's pages of thoughts, ideas. It's the quotes written down so they don't have to figure it out. It's the scriptures and encouraging people to take certain cross-references. It's my stream of consciousness. So it becomes, in a way, my journal for Mm. my scripture insights. So I feel like I, and it's sharing parts of me, you know, sometimes I'll even write down my thoughts and then go back and delete them because it was a little too personal. But like, I, I do feel like it's a really valuable exercise. Now, if if you had just shown that and said, "This is the these are the notes that I prepare for everyone," I could see how a lot of people would say, uh, "That was three pages worth, single spaced." There's no way I, I can do no. that. But what? But the way you did it, you just write down, like you said, your stream of consciousness, what you thought about, where you went, and you just detail yeah. out kind of how you studied that part of the scriptures, and boom, you have your notes. It's that easy. Yeah. It, it isn't that difficult to do. Yes. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. I feel like I'm killing several birds with one stone by doing that. And then other people will often, you know, I wasn't sharing these. And then people were like, please, you know, do you have any notes? And then there's now a lady in my class, bless her. She prints it out for everyone in the class every single week. And so like, it's just, I, I mean, I just didn't even know that that was something people appreciated that much that I'm not suggesting everybody has to do that, Mm -hmm. nor am I in this moment actually feeling like I'm giving myself a pat on the back. I'm not trying to brag in any way. I actually selfishly do it because it becomes something that I now, as as I'm reteaching certain things, because we're back in Book of Mormon again, I can go back to my Book of Mormon notes And so it's not just in my scriptures, it's actually the stream of consciousness I had then. And I will reteach myself stuff. Yep. 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 In fact, so let me grab this. So I take books like this and I do the same thing. And I have a lot of these books. What a treasure. Been doing this for years. And I don't go back very often, oddly enough. But I do every now and then go, how do okay? 
what is the difference between equality and equity through the lens of the scriptures? I wrote that down at one point and I go find it again and I remind myself or what was, what was this insight? And, and it's, it's incredible. And I draw little pictures and I, I do all these different things. And I love these books. They're one of my biggest treasures that I have. And you know who else is going to love those someday? Your kids. Uh, they'll probably to be too, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I would, that would be nice if, if that happened, but I don't, yeah. Kevin, so. are you kidding me? I wish I had access to those. Like I, that's a treasure trove. And that's it, the thing we have to remember. We're asked to keep a journal. Part of our journal can be our spiritual thoughts and insights. Like there's a yeah. reason that we're writing these things down and studying the scriptures is a great way to facilitate that communication and to get excited about it. Like, True. you know, the Sunday school presidency is encouraging. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, time is up, but my, oh my, my crumb, this fast. has been incredible. Okay. Can I share one more thought here though? There, uh, okay. Yes. Okay. Where was it? Hold on. Just because I think um, was it in the okay, post right here? This is one other <clears throat> suggestion that was concrete that I just wanted to make sure that people, and I think you should link this in our show notes. Okay. Like I shall, I say show notes. It's not, what do we even call it? I sounded really cool when I said that. Um, and it <laughs> says the presidency suggested a simple way to help us get started as teachers, right? At the beginning of the class, take a few minutes to ask the class members what the Holy ghost taught them that week from the scriptures. So mm -hmm. I don't typically do that because we're a week ahead. So we're on Tuesday. So I don't expect, you know, I'm teaching Tuesday what they're supposed to be covering through Sunday. And so I don't expect that everybody has read it. But as I go through, I will often just ask, you know, questions about, you know, hey, is there anything that stood out to you from the prep that you've done thus far or whatever? And it's not putting people on the spot. Like, I think we sometimes say, oh, I don't want people to feel intimidated. I don't want to feel people will volunteer that information if they feel comfortable sharing it. So you never have to hesitate to ask that question. But I think that part of what they're saying is that the insights and study of other people, them getting excited about what they're studying can produce the same fruit as us being excited about what we're studying. So we don't need to think that we're the only ones that are going to bring the enthusiasm about yes. the topic. I That's think that we can point. also invite that from other people. That's great. So make sure that you're banking on the enthusiasm from others who've had experiences yeah. with the spirit and use that so that you're not the only one given all the energy. I like that. Yeah. One, so. one other thing I want to point out there, because I love that quote. It doesn't say. Take a few minutes to ask class members what they learned from this week reading the scriptures. It says take a few minutes to ask members what the Holy Ghost taught them. And if we look at it from that perspective, their answers may be, I read this passage, but what I learned was completely separate from what the actual topic was. And, totally. and, that's and, then, okay. and, and then we get into, then they bring in that enthusiasm of, I learned this and it's incredible. And wow, I right. But it's more totally. the Holy Ghost, not just what you learn. Well, because I think that people feel like they need to fit their answer into 
like something categorical or that makes sense within the context of what we were studying when you're saying, what did you learn versus, hey, you know, this may feel off topic, but this is what I discovered. And then again, it's that tracing the stream of consciousness. You can even ask a follow-up question as, you know, something like, so how did you get there? How did you get to that thought? What was the path? Do you know what I mean? Yes. And, and yes. they can say, well, I was reading this verse and this word and, and ask them to kind of model that same thing I about how they received instruction in that experience. That's a great idea. Oh, that's so good. Okay. Boy, there's so many things that we can take away from today. I think, right. Okay. One last. If you were to take anything away from today, from this discussion just now, what is the thing that stood out to you the most? Um, I actually, I'll be totally honest. It was that I need to be in the scriptures more, taking myself on those journeys more. Good. Instead of, you know, I, I need, I think I, I need a little tiny bit of course correction in terms of um, taking deeper dives instead of relying on the insights of other people. I like that. Good. Thank you. That's perfect. I think we should. And you know what else, Kevin? Actually, what? one more thing. Okay. That, that, that enthusiasm is appreciated. Sometimes I feel like I'm such a dork because I get so excited about these things. I think that part of what the Sunday School Presidency say, is saying here is, yeah, that's exactly what we want. And so I am like, yes, nerd out, people. Like, there you get go. Get into it. This is fun. Yes. This is really exciting. I think that all the time, like I will be sitting in front of my scriptures and having something like this happen, or I'll be even on a run and thinking about something or listening to a podcast, which I just kind of was saying I need to do. I no, don't need to do less of it. I just need to depend on it less because really, truly, I encourage it. Yes. I have learned a ton. So I need to, but the enthusiasm that I feel, I'm like, how can the whole world not want this? And and I I feel this like desire to walk everyone down the path of figuring it out and figuring out how to love the scriptures. And I totally don't know how to do it. And so we do it one person at a time, one conversation at a time, one class at a time. I get that. And I'm impatient because I really do feel that about the scriptures in a profound way. It has changed my life to study the scriptures. I think that's a perfect way to end it. Profound to study, to change, change the life by studying the scriptures. Profound. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is so good. I love the gospel. I want, yeah. I wish we could all just say, listen, this is the best thing ever to our children, right? Sometimes our children are like, uh, no, no people, no little people who run around eating my food. This is the best ever. <laughs> Eat this. That's Ingest right. This is what you this. really want to feast on. Better than Fruit Loops. Yeah, better. Much better. Thank you, Julie. I actually hate Fruit Loops, but yeah. <laughs> if you would, please share, subscribe, comment. What has helped you become a better teacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Let us know. We would love to know that. Please let us know. Thanks for watching, everyone. Thanks for sharing with us. And we hope you can take learned and talked about and go do something that'll make it magical for you. Take care, everyone. Do something.
looking good. Bye. I like that. Bye. <laughs>